This is a 48 Minutes Emergency Podcast. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrell from NBA Jam. Boom shakalaka. So, um, I was texting Sean earlier today with like this big game plan for our itinerary for the show this week. I was like, yeah, man, we'll talk about the new look Hornets and how good LaMelo Ball's been. We'll talk about the Lakers. We'll talk about how Kyrie Irving's being insane. And we'll talk about this James Harden presser. I have to throw all that out now because James Harden's officially been traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And um, every time we've previewed the Rockets for the season or anything like that, we've had this guy on who now has gone to morning news and is not just doing sports anymore. Um, our good pal now of 12 news now in Beaumont, Texas, Mr. Nick Canizales rocking his NBA jam, Clyde Drexler in the Kimolajuan shirt. Um, legends, hall of famers. Yeah. You won't see a the James Harden, Russell Westbrook on there. No, 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 <laughs> never, never. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, you know, last night, obviously another disappointing loss for the Rockets. And then, you know, James Harden has been disgruntled all offseason uh, for some of the antics he's pulled. And uh, his comments, obviously, was pretty much the last straw. And I think he knew that coming in today that he was trying to uh, keep poking the bear, keep poking the bear. And obviously, you know, I've told friends of mine and people all the time, you know, uh, they always ask, why don't they just trade him? No, you can't just trade a superstar. You need to get a king's ransom for it. It's like, you know, with the Cowboys back in 89, uh, with Herschel Walker. I mean, you got to find a team that's willing to um, pay the Kings ransom uh, because they need you. They need, you know, what you have, um, you know, so with James Harden out, um, he gets his wish going to Brooklyn, you know, to form a big three, him and Durant and, and Kyrie Irving. Uh, I feel Hopefully. that, uh, huh? Hopefully, depending what yeah. happens with Kyrie Irving right now. You throw in, you throw in an agent, DeAndre Jordan, who's actually hadn't been playing, you know, Play pretty decent uh, yeah. this year, uh, but I feel that off the top, you know, a grade might be a C minus. Uh, obviously, it could be an A plus if they win a championship. But I mean, I feel that their time they have a window of about three to four years. I mean, Katie's thirty two. You have James Harden thirty one. Kyrie's twenty eight. Um, so right now, I mean, obviously James Harden is in his prime right now. And Katie's coming off that injury, and and uh, Kyrie Irving is gone for personal reasons. So it does one or two, it one of three things for the Rockets. A, you get rid of a, a, a James Harden who has been disgruntled for a while. Two, you get some relief in the cap. I mean, $44.3 million. I mean, that comes off the cap. So now it's like, holy smokes, they can actually, uh, you know, be some players in a free agency, pick them up, maybe two, maybe three uh, good players. And uh, also the third one is um, uh, uh, you get draft picks. Yeah, That's something we big. haven't seen the Rockets. You know, they haven't picked in the first round since 2015. That was Sam Decker. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's a long time ago. And I mean, 
you know, basically the Rockets have built their entire team up for free agency. Um, you know, they, they, they don't have draft picks. So they restocked those draft picks where they got rid of uh, to get Chris Paul. Uh, they got rid of to get Russell Westbrook. So right now um, the future might look bright. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows that, you know, you have John Wall. You have Christian Wood, who's actually been playing really well. Yeah, really awesome. And, uh, it's been awesome this year. I was kind of surprised, you know, when they offered him that big-time contract. You know, I know that he filled in towards the end of the season, put up some big numbers. And I was wondering, well, is this going to translate uh, to, to, to Houston? And we've been seeing under Mike Antoni that all they do is it's all offense, no defense. And, of course, Silas comes in. He's more defensive-oriented, and um, he's been playing phenomenal. And I think John Wall has been playing pretty well. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it just goes for the rest of the team. I mean, how is this going to shape up for the future? Um, you know, of course, they brought in DeMarcus Cousins. He's only started one game, coming off the bench. I think he's averaging like six points a game. Two ejections. Um, yeah, a couple of ejections. <laughs> you know, That's he's kind a of like an enforcer. Um, you know, I don't know if he's going to be back next year. It just depends how he plays for the rest of the year. Uh, he might come back on another one-year deal. But obviously, they get Victor Oladipo, a two-time all-star. Uh, averaging 20 points a game uh so i mean oladipo's nice uh he's in a you know it's his final year of his contract so uh, this is either they're going to extend him or just let him walk and and uh free up some more cap room but overall i give the rockets i give them an a i mean they got four first round draft picks they got four uh, draft swaps and also a second rounder and then you know uh dante exum who's a former top five pick who uh, you know, has not, uh, I think he's injured right now or, or playing. Yeah. Injured. Uh, they got that other guy who I can't pronounce his name. And then you got Oladipo, but um, for, for Brooklyn, it's win now for Houston, it's rebuild uh, to a certain extent, not like a full rebuild. Cause you still got John wall. You still got Christian wood and, and some other pieces. But I think so far, I think the Rockets uh, clearly um, from afar, I give them an A on this, on this trade here. Yeah, I, I'm with you. So let's go ahead real quick and we'll go through because there's a lot of moving pieces here. Um, if we went through the timeline, we'd have an hour-long episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Brooklyn gets James Harden, as we've mentioned. Um, Houston gets Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodnus Krokus. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but I'm trying. Yeah, I think you are. I think you are. Uh, four first-rounders and four pick swaps. Um, the Killian Cavaliers end up with Jared Allen and Torian Prince, which – I think they low key got a really good, good, good like pieces in this trade. They did, they did, and, and uh, you know, been I uh, covered Torin for uh, his entire career at Baylor, and uh, so, so I'm glad to see him. Uh, you know, he got drafted a lottery pick by the Hawks. He played pretty well. Uh, you know, playing time. You know, he, I think he's only averaging eight point eight points a game this year in Brooklyn. But now he gets to kind of show off. Uh, you know, hopefully he plays to the level he did in, in Atlanta uh, here coming up uh, in Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. Which I think, like, I really like that pick for the Cavs. They're trying to get these get this defensive like motivation and effort. He's back with Lloyd Pierce, and then um, I mean, um, not JB Bickerstaff, sorry. And then the Pacers, who, which really I love that they freaking got Karis LeVert out of this. Like, that's yes. an awesome get for them. So in a whole, um, shockingly, this is not the trade deadline, um, and this happened. I know, obviously, it's a goofy year. But when you look at this and you look at the Rockets, and there's obviously reports now that, you know, it feels like they're not done. Um, there's discussions about P.J. Tucker potentially being moved. Yeah. I know Minnesota's come up quite a bit with them. Um, 
when you look at this team now, like you mentioned, like I think they did a great job of the trade. Everything they got, all those picks they lost for years, they get those back. Um, and, you know, kind of rebuild, like building like a foundation, building for the future, getting extra cash. I mean, you could do like the, the trio of Wood, Oladipo, and John Wall. That's pretty fun. Like that's, yeah, that's a competitive team. So it's a good start. I think, yeah, it, it is a good start. I think that is a uh, playoff team, maybe seventh, eighth, uh, especially in the West is always kind of brutal. And, um, but I think it is a good start. And again, you know, they got money that's freed up. They can go get themselves a free agent. I was talking with my brother earlier and I said, you know, the funny thing is even like with the draft, one player can make a, a world of difference, oh, yeah. um, which is crazy. I mean, you get, you get, you hit on one first round draft pick and it makes a world of difference or free agents. Uh, but I would like to see Houston play um, defense and better defense than what they have in the past. You know, like with Brooklyn, elite scoring, elite scoring defensive wise, James Harden, you know, I think he did lead the league in steals, I think, one year, a couple years ago, whatever, which is kind of shocking. He can play defense when he wants to. Yes. Katie, he's yes. long. Uh, he's on the perimeter. Um, you know, he can play somewhat defense. But who? But honestly, besides, like, DeAndre Jordan, who's, you know, he's old, but he actually he's, he's um, he can still rebound. Who's going to play defense on that end? You know, they're going to have to – it's going to be shootouts. But for Houston, again, I would I'd like to see them – uh, be more of a balanced team. Obviously, it's been all scoring and three pointers the last several years. And um, you know they they won sixty five games you know several years ago, and then Chris Paul went out and in Game Seven against Golden State. And and uh, but this is a Rockets team, I believe that they're trying to get younger. Uh, they're trying to build that foundation. And and like you mentioned, uh, Sean, that that uh, Christian Wood and John Wall. Right now, a pretty good start with Victor Oladipo. And if they can sign him to maybe, you know, a three-year extension after the year, I mean, that's that's three really good pieces. And then you go after um, somebody else, maybe somebody that's down low or another shooter in free agency. Uh, and then you could find yourself uh, a, a solid team there. Well, you know, going back, you know, thinking about just a couple of years ago, how the Houston Rockets, how close they were, and how they were built, they were a team that was absolutely built to, to beat the Golden State Warriors in 2018. And there were so many people that said after they lost that game seven that the window may have closed. And I mean, now we know that's absolutely positively true um, with that particular team. But you got to think that uh, Steven Silas can kind of kind of change some stuff now and build that that you know, defensive team or make them a little bit more defensive minded because everything was so built around James Harden over the last couple of years. Um, how do you think he's going to, uh, he's going to take this and, and what, what do you think he's going to do with this team after this and, and change it? Because taking James Harden off the team is, is a big deal. Yeah. You know, I, and I think that, um, you know, first of all, Steven Silas, he comes in and his franchise player is, is, is uh, just Br brutal uh, opening to his career. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Trade Westbrook. And, and James Hart can say what he wants, but the bottom line is they have done, like uh, Daryl Morey did all he could to put all the pieces together uh, to, to get uh, this Rockets team a championship. Russell Westbrook, uh, Chris Paul, um, I mean, they brought in Carmelo, and that was a flop. Uh, just <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I totally forgot I, about that. I already yeah, forgot about that. Carmelo for like 10 games, and that was just awful. But literally, they have sacrificed the future to win now and obviously you know that uh that 65 win team i thought that you know they, they brought dwight howard in 
for crying out loud, you know, big mega free agent um, from LA. That was a big deal to steal him away from the Lakers. That was, and I I thought he played very well uh, in his time in Houston. You know, I mean, I got nothing bad to say about him. I thought he played extremely well. And, but he just, you know, just one of those deals where, you know, he just didn't fit and, um, you know, he put up double doubles, but I mean, geez, when it comes to crunch time, free throw shooting is a, a disaster. <laughs> but I think right now with Silas, I think he's got a, a, his nucleus, his core group to where they're going to buy in uh, to what he's selling. And uh, he's a new guy. He's very, very intelligent, very bright, very well respected around the NBA. And uh, I, I believe that he's going to do some big things in Houston uh, this year. It's a kind of a toss up now. Um, what's the expectations? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the expectation is always to make the playoffs, win a championship. What's realistic? Um, I mean, maybe fighting for that eighth spot, seventh spot. Uh, but right now they're sitting at three and six. No need to panic. It's only been nine games. Um, you know, I guess we can start panicking maybe at the halfway point if uh, they are below 500 or, or several games. And then you kind of have to take a look in the mirror and think, well, um, what are we going to do? Are we going to um, – is this a competitive team for this year? Or do we need to play some younger guys – and try to get a lottery pick and, and, and get a um, solid draft pick in here to where we can form this nucleus for 2022. So let me ask you this before I didn't, um, you know, obviously we got this James Harden issue. Um, this Deshaun Watson thing's coming out. Like oh, what's wrong in Houston? Is Alex Bregman going to want to get traded next? Like yeah. is every, is every great Houston's player just going to be like, I'm out now. You know what the funny thing is? This today is the uh, one-year anniversary of the Astros getting caught in that cheating scandal, oh, yeah. and the one-year anniversary of AJ Hinch and uh, um, uh, oh my lord, I can't. Uh, I have. I can see his name. Carlos Beltran. No, no, the GM. Oh yeah. Um, of the Astros, guy, I can't believe it slipped my mind. But the uh, Astro GM getting fired, and then of course, obviously that. Oh, Jeff Luno, and uh, then obviously Deshaun Watson. Uh, Texans are dysfunctional right now. Um, they're not listening to their franchise quarterback, Andre Johnson, with the great one of the greatest players <laughs> ever in, in Houston. He's taken them down. Um, obviously, there's rumors saying that maybe that he can accept a trade to Miami and bring Tua Tagovailoa uh, to Miami. Props again, um, his name right. right. But it is it is a mess, man. It is a complete mess in Houston right now. Um, and who would have thought that the Astros are probably the uh, the most <laughs> functional team out of all, out of all three of them. It doesn't make any sense, but I mean, being a, you know, being, you know, a Houston fan, I'm not a Texans fan. Obviously I'm a Cowboys fan. Right. I would love to see the Texans <laughs> do something, but I hate to see them waste JJ Watts career. And now Deshaun Watson, I mean, two really, really one of the two best players in franchise history, just wasting them away because they either, uh, they don't put enough talent around them or uh, they do boneheaded things like just giving away first round picks and they don't have any picks, you know, I don't know. But it's it's Houston right now. It's it's pretty depressing. It's pretty sad, and um, <laughs> he's got to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Um, let's kind of look at this route. So, you you know, we 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 talked a bit already about just like this Rockets team, how things were built, and now you know it's a much younger team. Um, now that Westbrook's gone, Paul's gone, Harden's gone. Um, you know, minus PJ Tucker, I know obviously he's like in his mid thirties, but looking, he's pretty, you know, he's pretty yeah, solid. He's, oh yeah, oh yeah, with Houston, but I mean they have to get younger. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, with Tucker, Kenny Martin uh, Jr. is there. 
if they can get somebody for Tucker, uh, obviously Eric Gordon, who I like, but man, his contract is so massive. Yeah, uh, he's only he comes off the bench. He's a six man. Um, he's averaging, I think, 14 points a game this year. They try to move him in years past, like this year and last offseason. But obviously, who wants to take his big fat contract? Nobody. Um, not anymore. If this was like three years ago, maybe. But yeah, now. But I mean, they've kind of handcuffed themselves of, of paying everybody or overpaying. And then they're like, shoot, man, we got to get we got to get, you know, some salary cap relief or get rid of some people and get some draft picks. And nobody wants to take them. Um, yeah, I agree. But, you know, as you were saying, you know, um, you know, you got P.J. Tucker, who's playing a lot of minutes. He's playing 31 minutes a game. Yeah. He, he started all nine games. Uh, he's only averaging five points a game. People might say, man, why, why is Houston playing him? He does a lot of things that, are, that you don't see on the, on the box scores. He's he like charges. You know, he, he is uh, – he'll get those, you know, rebounds, uh, get a couple of steals. Um, he does the dirty work. Uh, that's a lot of people don't, you know, like Kendrick Perkins, you know, Kendrick Perkins from the area from over here in Beaumont. And, you know, he played with Oklahoma city and Boston. Uh, he didn't put up a lot, a lot of big gaudy numbers, but he was the enforcer. He just goes in uh, wrecks havoc and uh, knows his role. But uh, you know, again, I think the, the end is kind of near for him. If Houston gets something, maybe a draft pick or, or a young player, uh, I think they should do that because they, they have to get younger here as uh, we move forward. Nick, I kind of want to talk about the Nets a little bit. Obviously, what our old co-host made, uh, we were talking in our group chat earlier, and he said the Nets basically took a second mortgage out on their future of their franchise, which is a really good way to look at it in that way. Um, obviously, with Kyrie Irving, especially all the stuff coming out like the last couple of days with the uh, him being at a party without a mask on and everything, and he's oh. mysteriously missed a bunch of games all of a sudden. <laughs> And, you know, he's always been kind of a problem child. I, I, we were talking earlier and I said, he's kind of the Kanye West of the NBA. He's always, <laughs> always, yeah. there's always something going on with, with Kyrie. Um, you know, one good thing about this, this Brooklyn team is even if things go South with Kyrie Irving, and it sounds like, I, I don't really know like what the Brooklyn Nets relationship is with him right now. I know Nash and him are pretty close and everything. You got to think Harden being back with KD is a good foundation even eventually if they moved Kyrie Irving at, at some point if something did go sour but how do you envision them meshing together all at once right now because uh you know Harden's kind of got a reputation right now as not being you know uh great with anyone um and Kyrie's been kind of you know off in la la land for about two years so, yeah you know and and obviously kd's coming off of a, a huge injury but he looks he looks great so he's he's kd but how do you see them meshing on this team well i mean you got three players that need the ball in their hands two of them uh kd and james harden i mean they put up a minimum of 25 shots each um you know kyrie Irving. i think he knows his role i think he knows where he stands as, as far as um you know when it comes down to crunch time, hey, dish the ball off to these two guys. Um, you know, James Harden, he is obviously everybody knows electric. He can score at will, three-time scoring champion. It's it's playoff action. When he when it comes down to crunch time and playoffs the most, he has come up very short. And a lot of uh people who follow the Rockets are frustrated with that. And obviously he takes a lot of heat. And I know that one man doesn't doesn't win or lose a ball game. Uh but I think that um, the load off of his shoulders is going to be tremendous because he does have help with KD. And 
the I guess we're we're gonna need at least um I guess probably a good I don't know how many maybe 20 25 games to see how they mesh and how they gel together but here's the thing though we need to see all three of them on the court because all you know uh Harden you know he plays through injury uh but he he'll he'll be there Kyrie Irvin and Katie they've had their troubles with the injuries in the past um how many games can all three of them be together and how effective can this team be? Because if all three of them can't be together on the court at the same time, I think you're going to find uh, it's going to be very hard to find any type of chemistry, cohesion, everything else um, to get it going here. But I feel that they can play at a fast pace. They can do spot up threes. Uh, they can drive, you know, James Harden, you're going to drive in KD can drive and, and uh, he can also shoot threes. I mean, I think that it's going to be, um, I think if the offense can get going, it's going to be dynamite. But again, the bottom line is all three of them have to play and be on the court at the same time for this thing to work. If it doesn't, um, I can see this thing just imploding big time. This could be either the, the biggest trade of the year and it works out, you know, everything perfect, or it could just blow up in their face. And um, Houston would probably have a big smile on their face saying, you know what, Thank, you know, thankfully I told you so. You want to go to Brooklyn? You know, go ahead and uh, you guys that win a championship because all this, you know, the thing is, it's not going to be successful unless they do bring home a championship. Yeah. Yeah. Were you kind of hoping it would be the Sixers deal, especially since Ben Simmons was talked about so yes. much? Yes. That's, <laughs> I, I, I mean, that was my first. I, I thought that, you know, well, bottom line, I think, we, you know, here, we're always hearing rumblings. It was between Philly and, and Brooklyn. Yeah. And I thought that Philly had more to offer because you're bringing in the Ben Simmons, um, who's, who's they, I think he's averaging like 12, nine and seven or 12, eight and seven or whatever. Um, you know, he, he's an all-star. He's a very, very gifted athlete. I thought if you would throw him in and then get at least a minimum of three first round picks, I thought that was a win right there. Um, so, you know, and plus with Daryl Morey, you know, he's, he's over there and, um, that's a I, weird I situation that, right there. It is a very weird situation. I thought they would do business. You know, it was kind of, you know, almost kind of logic that you thought that, you know, Houston and Philly were going to get together. And then, uh, they talked about, you know, hey, Philly put their best plan forward. Brooklyn put theirs forward. And I mean, it's something that Houston could not, re they couldn't reject. They, they had to take it. And uh, did they get the pieces that people thought that we were they, we were going to get in Houston? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, but I mean, still, you get you get a great return of draft picks. You get an All Star at Oladipo. Uh, you get a couple of decent players. And um, right now, it's kind of a trial by error. I mean, we'll see how this goes for this season. Who knows? I mean, uh, Exum and all these other people they can shock the heck out of everybody. Uh, they can, you know, these this team can play rejuvenated now and might go on a little run here. It just it just depends. You got to get hot at the right time. But I, I think that um, only time's going to tell. I think that's called the Ewing effect, right? People always talked about like when like teams lose their star player and they get hot there for a couple weeks. Like, yeah, yeah. So I think like the Rockets definitely feel like they could have a Ewing effect in them. I mean, like no one's going to be upset for losing twice to the Lakers, um, no, especially. But all. like the way you lost those games and the fact that like LeBron's making bets on the sideline during during the game with Dennis Schroeder on three point shots, and you're just like. You see James Harden throwing these like passes where he's just half-assing. Like, yeah, it was you know it was time for a change, and you know seeing like what was really telling was when Dart Marcus Cousins in 2021 is the voice of reason in his presser today, and he's saying like, "Wow, this yeah. started beginning before that," and like you're like, 
Is this DeMarcus Cousins talking like and this? He said he wanted to go play with John Wall. Now, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure that's kind of a shot, a shot uh, to James Harden. But, you know, it's these players are frustrated. And, um, you know, Nets are obviously uh, the urgency to win is now. In Houston, the urgency to win, it's always now. But, I mean, you know, realistically, uh, they're not going to win a championship uh, this year. They might not win it next year. You hope that uh, they can do something the next couple of years. But, I mean, you know, you know, we talked about Durant and his Achilles. I mean, the guy's 32 years old. Uh, he's one of the best players in his generation. Uh, how much – can he still play at an elite level? How much does he have in the tank at playing an elite level? Because, I mean, he's one injury away to, um, you know, kind of taking a couple of steps back. Um, but I think that, uh, again, it goes to – we won't even know – how this whole trade is going to work out for another eight years, um, which is kind of crazy because it's a long time from now. <laughs> it's a long time uh, from now. But but also Houston has the draft assets to uh, wheel and deal and get into uh, maybe a top five pick because uh, they have they're loaded now. So they could make a big splash in this year's draft. It could make a big splash in next year's draft. Uh, now you're armed with all that stuff, and all you need is one big time player, maybe two. And then all of a sudden, uh, you see this Rockets team going from uh, eighth, ninth, tenth seed to now you're battling back at the top four uh, in the Western Conference. Yeah, because right now, how things stand, if the season were to end the way to say, obviously, the Rockets would have a lottery pick because of the OKC deal. Um, so right now, in that circumstance, you're looking at like a guy like a Dayron Sharp from North Carolina. Like that's yeah. a great fit for the Rockets. Um, you're looking at a guy like a Corey Kispert from Gonzaga. That's a great fit for the Rockets. Like those are guys, Keon Johnson, who a lot of people really like from Tennessee. I'm a guy, I'm a big fan of his myself. Um, so there is definitely talent to really be excited about, you know, if they do have the struggling season, especially the OKC is also doing the same thing. So that makes that pick look a little bit more sexy because of the, the agreement as well. Um, I know you only gave us, you said you give us 30 minutes, so I'll get you out on oh, this. Oh, you're good. Hey, you're good. Oh, we're, um, are you sure? Oh, yeah, we're, 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 we're perfect. We're, we're good to go. Okay, awesome. This because, is going to be a big topic on my morning show. Big well, is it your morning show in like four hours? It, is, uh, <laughs> it goes from 4.30 to 7 uh, a.m. Central. I usually get up at 1.30 Central. Uh, wow. So what, uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, about six hours from now. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, you know what? You can sleep when you're dead. That's my motto. You can sleep when you're dead. Okay. So I'll keep on the nets real quick because you've made some really awesome points as far as like the win now. You know, that things have to break their way. You know, the Lakers are obviously still probably in my eyes. I still think the Lakers are the most deep team, yeah. um, even though I think the firepower of the Nets is going to be outstanding if it works. So one of the beautiful things about the Nets and the reason that being of the year, being of the season, I picked them to win the East was they were so deep, you know, like it wasn't just those guys. It wasn't just Kyrie and KD. It was Jared Allen. It was, you know, Kerry yeah, Silver. Jared Allen's a stud. I mean, that's yeah, he's so that's good. A double, yeah. double machine right there. That's yeah. a double, double machine. And now all that depth is gone. All that's gone. Like all those guys, like no Torian Prince, no Jared Allen, no Karis LeVert. Like you're hoping to God that like if KD and Kyrie have an off night, that James Harden and Joe Harris are going to hit or like, oh. a, yeah. And like, look, I love Joe Harris. He's a three point champion for a reason. He's a three point shooting uh, contest winner, but there is a lot of fear as far as the depth for that team. Now, like, look, we're not overthinking it. Superstar scoring. It's always going to be there. They're always going to have nights where they're going to score a ton of points, but you know, one thing goes wrong here. Like, 
I don't know. Have you seen that clip that's going around? It's like the 2K thing where they're like, this is the new Nets offense. I, and they showed a possession. Dribbling, dribbling, dribbling. <laughs> you know, and also, here's another thing, you know, minutes. Um, right, because yeah. Because plays a lot of minutes. You know, he plays a lot of minutes. KD, um, you know, I know right now is playing close to about 35 minutes a game, which, I mean, that's still a lot. A uh, guy coming off of uh, a major injury in uh, Kyrie, uh, he was up to 33 minutes a game. So there's a guy, I mean, a lot of minutes. But then it's like, you know, do you uh, – my, my, my thing is for, like, Brooklyn, uh, you hope that they don't run out of gas uh, playing a lot of minutes because they're going to be leaning on those three guys for the rest of the season. And no telling when Kyrie comes back. But you got three guys that play a ton of minutes. And on some nights, you might have to play 40 or 40-plus. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, back-to-backs or, you know, you have a, a day of rest or whatever. But, again, I mean, these guys are not, uh, you know, they're not in their early 20s. I mean, these guys are 32, 31, 28. Um, a lot of miles. A lot of miles in those legs because, like, with KD coming in at 18 years old, 19 years old, uh, Kyrie coming in super young, James Harden coming in super young, uh, they got a lot of mileage on there. And, I, again, I feel that, uh, you know, you made a great point. Who's coming off the bench? I mean, who who is going to come off the bench and and play those, um, you know, maybe 15, 20, 25 minutes and give them some really good minutes? Uh, because the the big fear is if you know you leave a you know one or two, you know, KD or or James Harden on the bench for you, know, you try to give them a five six minute rest, and then all of a sudden the tables turn and then the other team goes on a big run. You got to stick them back in. Um, you know, you got to find you got to have somebody that can. Um, you know, at least uh, hold the fort down and give them some rest until they come back in. Who that? Who was? I, but I, I just heard a while ago on NBA TV that uh, Brooklyn might not be done uh, trading uh, yet because they they're trying to get out. They're trying to get some uh, more help down low. Got it. Hope because it was like if their game plan is they're going to play in the finals, you got to think they're thinking we're going to play the Lakers. Like, who's Durant going to guard between the two, and who's going to guard the other guy? You know, it's like. Yeah. If you focus him on Anthony Davis, are you going to like be like, all right, Joe Harris and James Harden, you guys are going to bracket against LeBron, and good luck, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, look at Houston last year, or, yeah. you know, uh, in the playoffs, they had to contend. They, I mean, they had the shortest team out there, and you have PJ Tucker trying to contend with uh, AD. <laughs> I mean, PJ Tucker's strong; he's six foot five, but I mean, you know, AD's seven foot one, and and uh, or six eleven, seven one, whatever, and and just having his way with them. So you got to you got to get some size, you know, Dinwiddle. Um, or Dinwiddie, he was, he was, uh, I mean, he's a solid player, but yeah. is, is he hurt for the year? What, what's, yeah, he's uh, out for the year. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's a massive loss for them. Huge. So I think that if, if, and then now you got to rely on DeAndre Jordan, um, who's up there in age and still, is still playing at a high, you know, at a, at a decent level, but now you got to rely a little bit more on him, uh, to kind of pick up that, uh, rebounding slack. Because uh, he's not that big scorer like he used to be, but he could still be an enforcer inside. So I think they need to get help inside uh, in order to uh, run through the East and, of course, West. You know, they got a lot of big bodies, a lot of big bodies. But right now they are down, uh, what, they're, what, seventh seed? I bet it's only now, this season just started, but they're the seventh seed, I think, behind or in front of uh, Charlotte or behind Charlotte. Um, a lot of long ways to go, but they're going to have to get off to uh, uh, a much better start here. Uh, hopefully when Harden gets there because, um, you know, they don't need to be coming going into 15 and 15 or 20 and 18, whatever, after 38, 40 games. And it's going to be, that's going to be an eye opener here. Especially with a new coach with Steve Nash. Like, look guys, I have these, these dudes, like 
You know, and Steve Nash, that was kind of an interesting hire. You know, understand that he is, you know, one of the best point guards of all time and and uh, a lot of knowledge. But, um, you know, with him not having a coaching background, a head coaching background, that was – what was your thoughts on that uh, On when Steve Nash got the job? I mean, obviously, he's a – you know, players kind of relate to guys that have been in the NBA and that has, you know, a lot of um, a lot of experience. But when you don't have coaching experience, it's kind of different. What was your assessment on that? So I know Sean and I had a conversation about when on that episode, and we literally were like, talk, like we literally made the point of like, well, you know, Penny Hardaway didn't work out as a coach so far. Patrick Ewing's obviously struggled, um, but for some reason, like we, you know, Sean can back me up on this. If, you know, I don't know if his opinions changed around the time, but for some reason that was the one that felt like that would fit. I felt like just the basketball IQ, just the fact that he had built that staff with like having Mike D'Antoni on the staff, getting Amari Stoudemire on the staff, huge. And, you know, he has a relationship with Kevin Durant already. Now it's coming out. There's like, you know, he's like, yeah, I really like Kyrie. I'm excited. I worked out with Kyrie. And now like Kyrie's like, has that video of Steve Nash wins his first game. He's like, I'll go to war with you any day. And yeah. now there's reports coming out and he's like, well, Kyrie was really upset that the, the team didn't involve him in the coaching. It's like, oh man. But I honestly liked, I, I like the hiring of Steve Nash. I like the fact he's going to get a shot. I don't think this is like when Magic Johnson had the coaching job with the Lakers. And they lasted oh, like man, games. <laughs> So like I think, Drexler in Houston. Uh, I for the forgot Cougars. about that. Yeah. In, in college, you know, they try to get some big recruits in, and that was an epic fail. Uh, I hope he does well, though. I mean, he's got the talent. And, um, and look, Steve Nash has no excuses. He's got plenty of a talent now around him. And uh, if he doesn't win or go to the finals, um, it would be a travesty. And I'm telling you, like I said, the window, um, I, I give it three years. Uh, because they would they would be what 35 34 and 31 um i mean you know you could give them a five-year window uh but then also they're going to have to re-sign these players and and um but they don't you know like I said, they don't have the draft assets anymore but um it could it could end up you know uh striking gold or or ultimately one of the worst trades and uh in their history one or the other. <laughs> only time is going to tell. Seriously, only time is going to tell. But I, I mean, I think Brooklyn now is, is odds on favorite in the East. Uh, but they got to get going, though. I mean, yeah. they got a lot of ground to make up. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who's leading the East right now. I hadn't even paid attention. I'm sure you guys. The Philly? Yeah. I mean, Embiid's like one of the things we had on topic tonight was like, who would you pick an MVP right now between Embiid and LeBron? Because I feel like they're the two leaders right now. And I was like, that's a close race, but then you know James Harden gets traded. So I was like, I guess we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Let's see who it is. Uh, Boston. Boston is the one seed right now, at seven and three, and then Philly they... two and Milwaukee three. So then you got Houston uh, second to last. We well, got to uh, remember the play-ins this year. So as long as you're in that seven through ten, you got a chance to make it. That's true. That is, everything's yeah. so weird this year. It's so weird. Um, so they do. I mean, they you know they do have a shot. Obviously, they got to you know it's early. And they're going to make up a lot of games, and some of these teams are going to be falling. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Charlotte in there. You know, uh, uh, with with Jordan as uh, running that program, and I know he's he's struck out many times on draft picks, but I like Ball. Uh, he's done well the last couple of years, though. We, huh? You can't take it from him. He's done well the last couple of years drafting wise. He got Miles he, he Bridges, does. PJ Washington. Yes. Finally, yes, finally. he's finally finally had a stretch work. Well, you know, okay. I should take it back a little bit because they traded for Miles Bridges on draft night. They drafted Shea Gillis Alexander and traded him. Could you imagine if they kept Shea Gillis Alexander with LaMelo Ball? I know. Didn't they get Gordon Hayward uh, in free? Yeah. 
Um, they got Rozier, who's who's playing very well right now. And, um, you know, with P.J. Washington, you got Ball in there. Uh, they got themselves a little, I mean, a really good solid team. So, I mean, that's a, that's a team to kind of look forward to. You know, hopefully they can, you know, uh, make some noise in the playoffs, get in the playoffs and make some noise. But, uh, again, today was just crazy, crazy in the NBA. And, and, and um, obviously it's probably going to be the biggest one of the year. Uh, we'll have to see what other teams are going to do to try to, um, you know, it's like, okay, your move, uh, uh, you know, Boston or Philly, or is LA going to do anything? Are they going to, you know, when the trading deadline comes and, uh, or I think they have a solid, solid ball club and, you know, you got to knock them off, uh, knock off the champions. So um, it's going to be an interesting year. Very interesting. Will be. I mean, only, like I said, it's, um, you know, kind of shocking that it happened today. Uh, but you knew it was kind of imminent there with, uh, with James Harden. But you know what? It's just, uh, if you're not happy, you know, it's just like with anything, you, you know, at, at your own work or anything else, if your, your coworker or employer is not happy, get rid of them and replace them. And uh, again, I think the big thing was they freed up a lot of cap money. I mean, oh. he up, him and John Wall alone ate up, I think, God, yeah. Bucks yeah. by themselves. Um, I just saw a thing. I saw a stat earlier that that um, Harden, KD, and Kyrie are eating up like 110 million by themselves or something like that, which is stupid. Jesus, Jesus. And the, in the luxury tax supposed to go down or 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 how? Well, I mean, teams lost so much money with the pandemic and like you know being in the bubble and things like that. You know, it wasn't like they had ticket sales to lean on. Like, well, the Rockets yeah. were having fans in. You saw that a little bit. Yeah. Um, this this uh, during the games, but like. Yeah, you know, so I don't, last I remember, they're not letting fans in the Barclays Center yet. So, oof, this might be a couple year window. You might be like perfectly accurate there as far as like income. Yeah. And then obviously, I like what the Pacers got and uh, Levert there. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a very good, very solid ball player with him. And like you mentioned with the Cavs, I mean, with Jared Allen, Torian Prince, uh, I think you're very right with two sneaky, really good players, uh, especially Jared Allen. I mean that that's I uh, got that center position. He uh, can put up you know twelve points, ten boards easily uh, on a, on any given night. Uh, so you got to look out for them. I mean it's going to be a great season, um, you know, from here on out. It just it just you know every all eyes are going to be on Brooklyn to see how all three of those guys, whenever they get together, uh, whenever Kyrie comes back, and who knows when he's going to come back or if. Yeah, or if he's going to come back. But for now, we're going to see Harden and KD and see if they can coexist. And um, back in my mind, I keep thinking, well, is this going to be another Russell Westbrook, James Harden experiment? Which that was an absolute fail. Um, oh, it was bad. But Russell Westbrook, you know, he can't shoot the ball anyway. KD <laughs> is a, a whole lot better shooter. Um, but, you know, I, I hope, uh, you know, as an NBA fan, I hope that I hope they work out. As a Rockets fan, I hope it blows up in their face. Um, <laughs> but, you know, with Houston, I don't know what we're getting, though. I mean, seriously, you just got to play out the rest of the year, kind of ride it out and see how you're going to uh, gonna do. And, again, it just takes, you know, a five, six-game winning streak or a hot couple of weeks to get you right back into this. And um, and we'll see, you know, Voladipo can fit right in with the system. And John Wall, you know what he's going to do, put up some good stats. And, and can Christian Wood um, – continue to do what he's been doing uh, so far this uh, in this young season can he be consistent that's the deal consistency 
you know, so uh, as a Rockets, uh, as a person uh, who, who likes the Rockets, anything like that, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to is those guys right there. Can they be consistent enough? Because so far, this is what we've seen all year. Well, I, I feel like you've got to be pretty optimistic, uh, you know, with, with the package you got, um, you know, bringing in Oladipo and you already have Christian Wood and John Wall's played well. He's looked, I think he's looked great this year. Yeah, yes. I think yeah. like, this is not what I expected from John Wall at all. Like I, I didn't know what to expect. Boogie is kind of more on par for like what I expected for him right now with all the injuries he's had and everything. Um, but, um, you know, I'm excited, you know, I think John Wall, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they were able to just go ahead, rip the bandaid off after last night, get him out of town. I think they did the right move. They didn't want to proceed anymore. They went ahead. They'd been talking about it for so long, so long. It didn't work out. Get rid of him. They got a good package. Um, I'm hoping it's the package they want, you know, they wanted. And I, you know, if I was, you know, a big Houston Rockets fan, I would be very excited for the future. I think uh, they got a, they got a def, they definitely got a good deal. They got some good players this year. Um, you know, like I said, John Wall's good. Christian Wood has been a huge surprise. Um, so I think they're in good hands. I think, and especially, you know, and then the coach, like I said before, kind of gets to do what he wants. He doesn't have to revolve everything around some guy who doesn't play defense, who's just durable and makes shots. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Oh, he's durable. All right. I mean, you know, <laughs> stocking up that Houston barbecue for got out of town. Exactly. Hey, you know, the best thing is, I mean, Rockets, you know, I, you know, um, what's his name? Crocus or Crocus, whatever. He's got, uh, you know, his contract's a team option. So, I mean, yeah. So, and, and really hadn't done anything this year anyway. So, I mean, I, I, I will bet money that he will not, uh, the Rockets will probably decline his, uh, his option. And uh, obviously they got, you know, John Wall's big old contract on the books. But, I mean, if they want to, uh, uh, you know, get this rebuild kicked off, uh, they, have, um, they have the option to take on some bad salaries for the year or whatever and add more draft picks. I mean, yeah. you, know, it, you know, might as well. Might as well add, you know, players that are, have expiring contracts, get a, couple of, uh, get a couple more draft picks, and then, you know, all that is going to come off the books anyway. And then here we go. We look forward to next year. Um, let's see how that goes. Give me all the Kenyon Martin Jr. minutes. I want all Kenyon, the Kenyon oh, Martin Jr. Oh, man. Dude. Kenyon Martin. So this is like. I still remember when he broke his leg when he was at yeah. Cincinnati uh, yeah. in, the, uh, in the tournament. That yeah. was a massive loss. You're going to get an audience really sad here, Nick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, this is kind of showing like I was cracking up at this. I, was, I text Sean the other day about it. So getting stuff ready for our college basketball show, I'm like putting stuff down, getting ready for like draft prep to kind of get ready for the prospects coming up. And I text Sean to go, okay, we've officially hit that age, you know, that age where you're like, oh man, like you've, when I saw the name Ron Harper Jr. as a top prospect in this draft, I went, oh God, we're there now. I mean, isn't that crazy how uh, everybody's sons are, are, are coming through the ranks and, um, you know, it's like, man, I remember seeing his dad, you know, play a long time ago. Uh, you know, it's, it's nuts. You know, it's like whenever, um, you know, Hank Gathers, obviously from Loyola Marymount, uh, you know, legend himself and his, uh, his nephew Rico Gathers played at Baylor for a while. And, and, uh, and I got to uh, spend a lot of time with Rico uh, with Baylor and also at, at, at Cowboys camp 
and with his family and just kind of talking about his uncle and uh, he, he didn't really know too much about him besides um, besides you know what he sees on you know saw on TV and I got to speak to his father about his brother and it was that was like those type of connections there um, with you know like Dwight Howard so Dwight Howard's fiance plays for Baylor um, uh, so I are uh, you're, you're used to play for Baylor now. She's like, like, what age is she? I was like, wait, what age is she? <laughs> uh, she's 23, 24. Okay. I was like, hold on, what? <laughs> um, and uh, so, I mean, it's, you know, Dwight, Dwight Howard used to pay a visit to Waco all the time. We used to, uh, uh, it would be crazy to walk in the gym. We're like, oh my God, is that Dwight Howard? Um, but I mean, it's crazy that some of these, uh, you know, stars that their their sons and nephews and uh, everybody else is is now, up and comers and here we are we're just getting older we, we're getting older with age but we still age like fine wine though uh yeah absolutely all right so nick we'll wrap up here um i know you know unless sean has got any couple questions i'll go ahead and give this to you real quick uh quick couple quick yes or no's do the houston rockets get into the play-in tournament now man Remember, seven through ten, and you're in the play-in tournament. You know what? I'm going to say yes. Um, probably as a tenth seed, uh, I'd be shocked if they were any higher than nine. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and throw them a bone because uh, some of the lower teams are pretty bad. Sure. But I, I think they still have. I think they have the talent, and I think this team will play rejuvenated, and there won't be so much tension in the locker room intention and practice because there was that elephant in the room uh for a while now and that elephant is gone so i think this team will play relaxed loose and rejuvenated so yes i think they can make the play in tournament well james harden averaged 25 points a game for the brooklyn nets yeah like you will him and kd and i think Kyrie will average you know about 18 16 to 18 um his assist rate will go up uh, turnovers, he's going to have to uh, keep them at a minimum. But, uh, yeah, I think James Harden will average 25 points. Bare minimum. Yeah, I like it too. All right. Do the Brooklyn Nets win the Eastern Conference? Oh, you have to – I mean, do they this year? Um, you know what? I'm going to say – I'm going to go on a limb and say no. I'm going to say they're going to fall to Philly. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. That would be Philly. That this would be is great. what we're here like, for. I, I like Philly. I do I too. Like way, I like I like that they I like the way they they've um they've always trust the process, and um <laughs> I like the way they have built their team over the last several years, uh, draft, free agency, and I feel that uh, it's their time. I think it's their time, and I'm going to say they fall in the Eastern Conference Finals to the 76ers. It's kind of like that, like Chicago Bulls losing to the Orlando Magic moment. They come back ready 2021, oh, 2022. And oh, with uh, that was MJ wearing 45. Yeah, Nick Anderson's Nick comments Anderson says, Poke the, the bear. Hey, 3D, a hey, Dennis Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis Scott made those comments that poked the bear. And then, uh, you know, the rest is history. Um, all right. My last one. Does John Wall, with all this extra time he had with the ball in his hands, does he make a run to be an all-star in the Western Conference? Um, I don't – you know what? He, he has a shot to be a reserve, yeah. He's got a shot. Uh, will he? 
I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, I think Christian Wood uh, deserves to be an yes, all star right now. I agree. Yeah, I think he deserves to be an all star. Um, I can see Kyrie. Uh, I can see yeah, not Kyrie. I can see John Wall sneaking in. Uh, if he doesn't, uh, I mean, there, there's a. I mean, West has got a lot of great players. A lot of great players, uh, especially at the uh, guard position. Um, but if he doesn't make it this year, I think next year he he, he would make it. But um, if you're asking me right now, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, he, he's going to be reserve. He's going to, he's going to come on strong here, uh, here in the next, next 10 to 15 games. He's really going to, he's really going to come on strong now. Cause he's, he's going to be have, much... because James Hart is going to take on a bigger load now. Oh, and yeah. James Hart's not there. So you're going to see his numbers increase. Yeah. I honestly agree with you. I really think that he's good. I mean, like, like, like Sean said, like he's been terrific since he came back, you know, he's, he looks fast still. I guess he said he like had some like, uh, bone spurs in his heels that he got taken out too while he was out and he's like i was like oh maybe that's a real hey, thing might as well hey, might as well get all that done get a tune-up on your legs and your feet yeah uh, if you're out and get you got a bunch of tattoos he's tatted up even more now <laughs> had time for that too yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly so, ask, okay actually i do have one one more one more this time because i don't know sean do you have anything no no go ahead okay as a guy who like really appreciates like football and Texas football, do you like the Rockets Houston Oiler colored city edition jerseys? I do, and uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird look. Uh, I hated the Oilers back in the day, but that powder blue it's uh, it's historic, especially for the city of Houston. And uh, you know, I'm a kind of a nostalgic kind of a guy, and Same. and I like it. You know, I walked into uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. I think it was last week, and I saw that Rockets jersey. I'm like, God, it looks so weird because I'm so used to the red and white, or actually the red and yellow from back in the back in the '80s and '90s. Um, but uh, you know, hey, I, it's kind of it's, you know, like I said, it's nostalgic. Uh, hopefully, uh, they maybe do away with that after this year or next year. Um, I can see it like an alternative jersey or alternate road jersey, uh, but. <laughs> You know, well, you only have to wear it a couple times. That's it. You yeah, know. <laughs> you wear it a couple times, and that's it because it doesn't look good at all. I mean, you know, it gets those people. You know, uh, I, you know I would wish the you know, like I said, bring back the old uh, Elajuan jerseys and Drexler, where they had the basketball with the Houston Rockets logo, <laughs> the digital numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They need to bring that back. I tried to find a Scotty Pippen one of those recently, and I was like, just because he knows. I also like... have the eight by ten Scotty Pippen. Uh, Houston Rockets uh, photo when he was dunking his uh, his lone year before he got traded to Portland. Also got a Charles Barkley. Um, you know they formed that big three. They formed yeah. you know uh, yeah. Lajuan Drexler Barkley. Obviously they weren't all in their prime. It would have been <laughs> awesome if they were in their prime. Oh God, yeah. And that then they had Pippen the next year. That would have been amazing. Uh, yeah. But you know it's it, that they they gave it a fun ride towards the end. And Barkley was still productive, especially at that age uh in his in his late late years with the Rockets, he was still productive but uh yeah but those jerseys were hideous though those dark <laughs> navy blue jerseys the kind of i didn't like those either with a red pinstripe yeah. Yeah. they're very busy they're very garbage. busy that was garbage garbage throw, throw them in the trash <laughs> well nick we always appreciate especially the fact that i text you like 10 minutes after the trade happened and said, please tell me you're free tonight. And you jumped on. Oh it's yeah, a- man. Anytime. Like I said, it's- love you guys. I think you we guys do outstanding it. work. Uh, obviously I watch you guys on Twitter, Facebook, uh, anytime that I get a chance and you guys have a lot of, uh, a lot of great information on those 48 minutes. So keep up the good work. Keep I- it up big time. 
We will, man. So Thank before you, we get you out of here, make sure you give you the floor so you can make your shout outs to where uh, our, our fans can follow you. We say fans yeah. lightly, of course, but. You can uh, follow me at uh, on Facebook, Nick Canazales uh, slash 12 news. And then you can also follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's all one word at Nick Canazales, N-I-C-K-C-A-N-I-Z-A-L-E-S. And uh, or go to our website at 12newsnow.com and check me out in the mornings. And you can check out my brother who's a sports anchor at night. So, 48 Minutes alumni, Mike Canazales, yes, mind 48 you. 48 Minutes alumni, Mike Canazales. Former host yeah, of Quickstormers. I know, he I know. Been, yeah, he is big time now. He um and, he won yet another fantasy football league from me this year. I, I heard that's what I. It's a love been uh, especially that last week. It's what I was hearing, going back and forth, screaming up a storm, and he needed. I forgot who he needed his players to be <laughs> yeah. to win, and oh, he was going nuts. So I kills me. Some cash. One of these years, I'll beat him. No, I won't. One of these years, I'll beat him. No, I won't, though. Because uh, this year, well, I took one on the – actually, I took two on the chin. It was awful. My fantasy football league was complete trash. And uh, I had Matt Ryan, who I thought was going to have a big year. Boy, he was he was awful. Carson Wentz was beyond awful. Um, this wasn't my year. I mean, I've won some leagues last several years. And, you know, as a GM, I'm going to fire myself as a GM because uh, it was – uh, my two big, big draft picks of quarterback just could not come through. And that literally killed me, but I did have Pat Mahomes, another league, there you uh, go. Travis Kelsey and I uh, ended up placing fifth because just one of those times, man, they, uh, they had a couple of off games and, or they had big games and I had running backs and receivers that couldn't, they couldn't do anything. So. Yeah. Uh, my first know. three picks were Joe Mixon, Julio Jones, Lamar. So yeah, my season was terrible. Uh, yeah. You know, it, you know, it's just one of those deals where, you know, you try to hit a home run and other times you strike out. But next year, though, there's always next year. Exactly. As a Cowboys fan, I've been saying next year since 1995. So Nick, don't even. Don't even. Always next year. Yeah, don't even. <laughs> always next year. Yeah. Um. So before we get out of here, I'll let you guys know for tomorrow's show, Um. obviously Sean and I normally record on Tuesdays for Wednesday, but – Thank God that we had to push it back a day because this happened. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be back here on the Facebook feed uh, for At Large Bid. Taylor and I will be talking with Tim Kruger of Stadium and Blue Jay Banter. He is getting his bracketology ready for March Madness, so we're going to go through that with him, and we're excited about that. So I uh, can't wait to see you guys again tomorrow. Everyone have a good night. Thanks for tuning in. And James Harden is a Brooklyn Net. So. Hey, look out for those Baylor Bears as well, number two in the nation. Those they're awesome. Those Baylor Bears. Yeah. Final four run. They're awesome for sure. Have a good night, everyone. We'll see you guys. See you.